That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, fresh off the plane from Philadelphia. Yes, a little saddened by the results, but not at all my resolve, my friend. It is Halloween week. We are halfway through the season, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Waiver wires, we got uh, we got the dock in the building. We got lots of stuff to go over. Let's get it started. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Football players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Oh, I was just waiting. Yeah! The, fucking, the creeper is here. <laughs> the creeper, indeed. The jester, the creeper. He is the creeper. All right. Get the creeper up on the AMC East. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> all right. All right. Good enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's get started. Welcome into the studio. Fuck Freddie. Let's welcome the Judge Jordan. Welcome into the studio. <laughs> I'm speechless, man. This was the greatest back show segment uh, I've ever seen in my life. I'm sad the audience doesn't get to see it. So, Freddie, I just want to kick it back to you, my friend. Did the Jets lose this weekend? No, we won by default. We won by staying our asses home. Right. We won because the Bills lost, the Dolphins lost. Bro, it was a great, great (laughs) coach loss. Like, it was just an all around great week. For the New York Jets, and we didn't even have to leave the I'm Yo. so I'm so glad that way you have your picture set up with the hat, right? It's perfect for the fucking clown that you are. Let's right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Welcome in. Oh man, I don't know how I can even follow that. I'm just gonna say thank you uh, for tuning in, all two of you. I think it's one now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep coming because it just keeps getting fucking better. This is mid-season form Freddie and Jason right now. It's just going to get motherfucking better. It's going to keep on going. Let's go. The Jets are not quietly nor loudly nor whatever how you want to describe it. They are not any type of legit. Let's get that out of the way. All right, let's pay the bills. Don't forget, go to tssfantasy.com. Use the, uh, or excuse me, look at our latest and greatest rankings. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbooks. Lots of great promos on there. Use the promo code TSS for that as well. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, look no further than Pro Am Belts. All right, we got a paid Profession medical professional waiting on deck. We got some injuries to talk about. Let's bring in the doc. 
And welcome, my friend, to week eight, halfway through the season. We are happy you are here. Welcome into the studio. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. Why don't we get started with Deshaun Watson? So I'm actually hoping you guys have a little bit of information on, on him for me. So this was originally described as a rotator cuff bruise starting back in week three. It's a weird diagnosis, right? How many of us have heard of a rotator cuff bruise? I think Brian on his segment actually mentioned this as well. It's just strange. And there's some MRI results pending, and I'm wondering if anybody's heard the results of this. I, I heard some speculation the other day there was a hairline fracture of his humerus, the uh, upper arm bone and the shoulder. Anybody heard any results of that MRI? Personally, I have not heard any results or anything uh, from him, to be honest. So, uh, so far, um, you know, like I said, it was kind of like you said, like you mentioned and Brian mentioned, a very weird injury uh, to go out. Then he went out of the game with a, a suspected concussion. Uh, but then was ruled not a concussion. So a lot of weird stuff going on in the Sean and the Sean world. But no, I don't have an update on the MRI, unfortunately. So he's officially listed as day to day and expected to play week eight. But, you know, again, if that aforementioned MRI, if those results show there's something more going on, I might miss some meaningful time. But uh, what a whiff, right, by the Browns organization. This hasn't panned out. So, so far, Jalen Hurts. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, so far, no good. Not at all. Um, however, Jalen Hurts, so far, really good, right? So, finished the weekend's game with a knee brace on, um, but it's not expected to limit his week eight practice or preparation or participation. So, Jalen Hurts should be good to go. It just made for an interesting storyline after the week seven game. Here's one, Bijan Robinson. So, I think it's noteworthy that we didn't talk about him last week. A story just broke that the NFL is now investigating the handling of Robinson's health by the by the Falcons organization. So the word out of Atlanta is that Robinson himself started feeling a little bit weird, is the word they used Saturday night, and woke up, quote, not feeling like himself on Sunday, which might explain why he wasn't in the reports, uh, why he took a few snaps and then sat. But um, right now the NFL is undergoing an investigation. This is not expected to limit him in week eight. He should be back. Yeah, that was really strange indeed. Yeah. Fire Arthur awesome. Smith. Who said that? Uh, the whole world. <laughs> Austin Eckler played through an ankle injury sustained during the first half of week seven, but the fact that he came back and played through, it's a good sign for week eight. I'm counting on Austin Eckler playing. Uh, Jerome Ford, however, He's expected to be out for the next week or two. He sustained a low-grade high ankle sprain in Sunday's win. Again, I think even a two-week timeline is optimistic for him. Those high ankles can take a little bit of time, so don't count on him week eight. I don't know if their buy is coming up, but uh, don't count on him for a couple of weeks now. Christian Watson injured his right knee at the end. It was like the penultimate offensive play or something like that of Sunday's loss to Denver. This might not be a big deal, but this is the same knee that he had surgery on in June. It's cost him time repeatedly. He had like a hamstring there going on with the knee one point. So he's missed a lot of time with this same knee. No official status on him for week eight, but it's not encouraging that he's missed so much time over the last few weeks. Commissioner's gone, but the house call is going to keep going. So Jalen Waddell, he left week seven with a back injury. 
But he returns. Again, this is really encouraging. He's expected to practice this week. It should not affect his week eight participation. Dawson Knox, this is a big deal if you've got him. Scheduled to have wrist surgery now, which means likely chance he ends up briefly on the IR. Um, best news I heard on that was that it's a cleanup surgery. There's nothing more detailed at this moment. But he's been dealing with this wrist injury since week five. So hopefully this gets him over the hump. But again, um, it wouldn't be a surprise if Knox ends up on the IR after this. Moving to Gerald Everett. This was originally reported to be a quad injury, but it's been clarified as a hip injury. He's questionable. Uh, it's too soon to responsibly speculate on Everett. Luke Musgrave hurt his ankle this weekend and was seen in a walking boot after the game, but once again, too soon to speculate on anything beyond that. We just don't have enough information. And then wrapping up the house call is Zach Ertz. He's headed to the IR with a quad strain, sustained this past weekend. He is expected back later this season, but not for a month. Zach Ertz to the IR. Zach Ertz to the IR. Interesting. A few guys sent out to the IR, a few guys a little banged up. Uh, so we'll have to check out this waiver wire, see if we can grab some people to help us out this week. Doc, we appreciate you. Happy Halloween. We'll see you next week. Then, guys. All right, let's get on with our weekly leaders. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our weekly leader. Start out the QB position, Pat Mahomes, numero uno, 34.9. Lamar Jackson, 33.9. Garner Minshew, number three, 28.1. Josh Allen, 25.3. And Jalen Hurts, 24.3. Um, let's go to Jordan first. Anyone on this list that caught your eye? Gardner God mode Minshew, baby. Minshew Mania is back. And Freddie may not be messing with the uh, Indianapolis Colts right now, but I sure as hell am as long as Gardner is at the helm. Let's go. I like it. I like it a lot, as they say. Let's look at the uh, QB. Anybody else got anybody in the QB position they want to shout out before I move on to running backs? All right. Let's go to the running back position. Deonta Foreman. Now, I want to know who in their rankings had him number one this week. So I'll just call it, let's just call it like it was 33 hammering and points for Deonta Foreman. Alvin Kamara, 29.3. Jamar uh, Gibbs, excuse me, 27.6. Travis Etienne, 22.7. And of course, got to get Christian McCaffrey up in the top five when he plays. He finishes out at 22.6. Justin, any of these running backs that you uh, took note of this weekend? Uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs finally showed up. I love it. Uh, even though it was a last-minute touchdown, garbage time touchdown, you got to love that you know he's back in and he's finally showing some life. Maybe it'll move over now that uh, David Montgomery is coming. So. Maybe he can roll that over into the next week. But also, Dante Foreman, love that play. I kind of expected a big game. I didn't say he's going to be RB1, but I kind of expected a big game from Foreman, and he well exceeded my expectations. Travis Sumner, no, I think I said, good Godner, Minshew. Like, I'll get it out. Anyone else want to, in the running back spot, they want to shout out before we move on? 
I just don't think fantasy justice, and maybe it's because I've been praying for weeks over this, but finally we got the Jameer Gibbs game. Finally. We sure did. A little bit of injuries to David Montgomery certainly uh, certainly helped that out a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, he certainly had a great game. All right, let's go. Take it away sometimes. <laughs> Indeed. Let's go. The receivers, Jordan Addison. Ooh, we. I hope you added him during your draft. 31.3. AJ Brown, 29.7. Tyreek Hill, 25.8. Josh Downs, down with Downs. We talked about him a few times already on this show. 25.3. Um, and number four in Puka. It ends up at number five, twenty-three point four. Any of these receivers caught your eye there, Fred? Uh, Addison, only because he was playing against a, supposed to be what was supposed to be a solid 49ers defense. And I watched that whole game, and that they were just throwing the ball everywhere across the field. Purdy didn't help by throwing the interceptions, but Addison looked really, really good that game. And you know, when Jefferson comes back. Maybe they finally figured it out what to do because they, they were airing it out, man. Yeah, and I, you know, they're set up for a nice little run. Actually, yeah, I was yeah. sitting there looking at at the, you know, when they played the Niners, I was like, oh, they guys might be in trouble now. Look, you had the Packers next. I mean, they got the bulk of the division going on, so Vikings set for a nice little run. Uh, so don't forget about uh, Kirk Cousins and your boy um addison we got travis in here saying addison the mfer and he bumped <laughs> that guy i guess apparently probably abused him this weekend uh more than One likely catch. He it's surprising. um at least i you know I don't, I don't know where he ended up but i'm surprised not in the top five is brandon Ayuk like in that matchup with yeah. the vikings and you know no debo samuel I I really throw surprised. to him after the second half yeah, it was really strange. Like, it was it was stupid. Like, don't even get me involved in that shit. I got so much <laughs> shit I got to air off my fucking chest right now. Kyle Shanahan, the worst fucking when you expect he's going to fucking go off, the worst. Because he has a lethal weapon in Ayuk, and he just decides, no, nah, I'm going to pepper Juwan Jennings across the What the fuck are you doing with Juwan Jennings, bro? Come well, on. At least, at least the the refs didn't decide to go full on board you know, the other uh, opposing team where they don't call any penalties at all against them when I'm sitting in the stands and I could see them holding. It was so ridiculous. Anyway, let's go on. Let's go on. That happens in the coach game too, man. That's why the coach lost that game. It was another bad officiating game at the end there. Because I well, the officiating been terrible. It's yeah, and I'm not gonna, garbage. I'm not saying Miami would have won or lost if the officiating was better. However, it just should have been closer um, yeah, due to some of the calls that were made. It was like, come on, bro. Like, seriously? I mean, the one thing I will say, being there, I must have seen their right tackle fucking do a false start on every fucking play. I was calling it out. I'm yelling it. And I seen us do it one time and they called it and I literally flipped the fuck out. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I've been calling this this whole game. Anyway. All right. I'll shut up. All right. Let's get moving on. You can't. That's right. You can't stop the brotherly shove. I agree. And I'm not. And I don't think they should stop. They shouldn't have any rule against it. I think if you either uh, stop it or you don't, period. I don't think they, didn't, right. try, they didn't try that once against the Jets because they didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> Bro, your team is fucking I just, I just say they didn't try it. That's Seriously. it. Just analyze. Travis Kelsey, thirty-five point nine. Travis Kelsey, the only one Freddie tight end Freddie knows about. 
Darren Waller, 22.8. I got Waller. 22.3. DJ Hawkinson, 19.6. Wow. Dallas Goddard, 18.7. This is actually like the tight ends we drafted. That's how it's almost. supposed to be right Almost there. in order. I know. It's crazy. Jordan, anyone uh, in the tight end list that caught your eye? Real quick, before we move on to the tight end list, I just want to get my boy Joshua Downs coming through with that top five week. That man is this close to supplanting Michael Pittman as the number one option in that offense. I'm just saying. He is coming. But the tight ends, listen, you know who didn't make any excuses this weekend? Travis Kelsey. He showed up. He dominated. Unlike the 49ers, unlike the Dolphins, Travis Kelsey delivered, baby. 179. Well, Woo! Trouble, trouble, trouble. You know who's right. on that list that I thought was going to be on the list? Kittle. I see them catching the ball with all game. Well, that was another. Yep. And that was another guy that we thought was going to step up and have a huge game. But, you know, he, I mean, eighth is great for a tight end, a tight end position. I mean, hell, get, get in that top 12, you're good. So um, once again, didn't get the opportunities. They were going to Ray Ray McLeod. And they were going to fucking Juwan Jennings. And those guys belong on the fucking bench. Put Ronnie Bell out there. He's a better fucking route runner. God damn it, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I Trust me. I feel your pain. This is that kind of pain Tuesday. I, All right. Go ahead, friend. I didn't say nothing. I'm just enjoying. Oh, I just feel like I, I feel like you know we we've got a doctor, we got a judge, we got a Jesus, we got a jester. We really need like a like a psychiatrist because like you two guys are so unhinged after these losses, and I am loving every second second of it. I just feel like you guys really need to get it off your chest. So no, I'm you know, like across the United States, Jordan. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, <laughs> fuck, I got some excuse here. <laughs> All right, quick mention, defenses, Bears get 17, Browns 16, Ravens and Giants 14, and America's team had 12. Which, by the way, one last thing I will say, which I don't know if they showed on TV or not, but the uh, Miami Dolphins, this is to you. You do not go in another team stadium, you're down a touchdown, didn't do well in the first half, and mock them on the way of the goddamn locker room. I don't know if they showed that or not, but they're literally doing the – Fly, Eagles, fly, and jumping around. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? You're losing, you morons. Anyway, all right, let's talk about some flops. Speaking of flopping-ass Dolphins. Let's Go Giants. Go. Good win. I, hey, Giants, I caught it on the dog pick of the week. Freddie's Fred. having the best week ever. Fred, I, Fred got one pick, and he's still <laughs> the, still last place. Like, I got two underdog picks. Regular two, two, Regular two, two, not anymore. You tie right there. We I'm tied, too. We all Who's in first all right, place? Talk about some flops. Not for long, bro. You coming down. You had a horrible week. Let's go. Thank you, Maran. <laughs> <laughs> they did their best. Flip-sops. Flip-sops. They did their best. Kind of wish Nick was in for this. This is Nick's kind of night tonight, you know. <laughs> All right, let's go to some uh, notable flops. Matt Stafford uh, coming in at number 15. Talk about Brock Purdy at 16. Geno Smith, 17th. Russell Wilson, 18th. Justin Herbert, 21st. Tua. 22nd, Samuel, Sam Howell, 23rd, and Jared Goff at 24th. Justin, anyone you worried about here on this list? Um, shit. I mean, you can't worry about him too much because it's like it happens. I would say probably Tua just because 
You know, it's kind of like one of those things where you really expected this offense to explode and you saw Tyreek. And I thought Tyreek was like wide receiver one because every time I saw the fucking Dolphins release the ball, it was Tyreek Hill going for some magnificent catch, going for some long ass game. But, you know, when it all comes down to it, those interceptions kind of rack up. So it was kind of a little bit disappointing week for Tua. Not too worried about him, but I am worried a little bit because, you know, when the pressure got to him, he kind of folded a little bit. I like my boy Purdy did too. So I'll take that shot too. I will just say that um, I know the Jalen Waddle injury definitely hurt this offense. You could see there was really nobody else. I mean, Cedric Wilson was out there making plays, um, crying about him, you know, getting his face ripped off, um, all that kind of good stuff. But um, yeah, so, but di- again, a, a disappointment indeed. Um, oh, all right. And also, schedule- I want to say one, one quick thing yep. Sam Howell is not going to make it the entire season. I was going to that- say. That game, I was looking at that. I was just like, that is the worst offense. They must really hate Sam Howell in Washington or something, bro. That is the worst offensive line I've ever seen in my life. Dude, the Giants had five sacks all year and Ooh, got six exactly. sacks one game. Yeah, exactly. that's trouble. That is definite trouble for sure. And Jahan Dotson been a straight disappearing act um, off uh fantasy rosters for sure all right running backs swiftly got his 23rd this week aaron jones came in at 26 brian robinson we talked about him um or brian robinson jr i'm sorry he's 27th um zach moss is 30th raheem mostert 35th this week austin eckler 38 and josh jacobs 41st um uh fred anyone on this list were you any at all um Jones, Aaron Jones, we thought they were going to go play against Denver. Denver's been getting smoked all season. The Green Bay goes out there and lays an egg. Uh, they should have been running, 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 but it just didn't amount to anything. I don't know how they they lost to Denver, but they did. It was kind of embarrassing loss because now all I've been hearing about is uh, what are the Packers going to do now for the rest of the season. So run the ball. They did utilize A.J. Dillon a little bit. Uh, I was a little pleasant surprise there. But uh, maybe that's because just Aaron Jones, I just don't think he's quite right yet, um, honestly. I think, you know, he's, he's, he came off that injury, and I just don't think he's fully healthy. Um, it's the only thing that can really explain um, him not playing well right now. So that would just be my, you know, two cents on that one. Um, all right, well, let's go on to the receivers. Um, Devonta Adams came in this week at number 24. Chris Olave was 25th. Chris Godwin, 26th. Um, Jalen Waddle mentioned him earlier, 27th. Zay Flowers, 28th. Keenan Allen, 42nd. Devonta Smith, 44th. Tyler Lockett, 48th. Cooper Cup, 53rd. Amari Cooper, 63rd. And how about these ones? Gabe Davis, 88, and Calvin Ridley, number 90. Ew. Jordan, anyone on this list you're worried about? A couple people, man. Every week I come out here and I'm, I just keep saying, look, it's going to be Devontae Smith's week. And every week I look like a jackass. And I really need him to get some diva in him. I need him to throw a little fit on the sidelines like A.J. Brown did in, what, week two. And let, let's turn this thing around a little bit. And then... Is Calvin Ridley freaking droppable at this point? Like, he's not startable. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened to him. Like, it's just crazy. So, thank you, Travis. Appreciate you coming in and commenting this evening. We do always appreciate you seeing you in. Uh, we'll talk about tight ends real quick. Quick, excuse me. Kyle Pitts, although he's been playing okay lately. He was 16th this week. Luke Musgrave, 18th. Michael Mayer, he was a big deployment this week. He was 30th. And Tyler Higby. 36th. Uh, Justin, anyone you were worried about here? Oh, man. Can I just put in the entire 
Las Vegas Raiders offense. Like my God, that was terrible. terrible. I was thinking, I was, I was over here thinking, Fancy Jesus channeling that Michael Mayer touchdown. Fancy Jesus couldn't help fucking Brian Horry get the ball downfield, and he damn sure couldn't help him get it in his own teammates' hands. That was just, oh my God, that was an awful showing by that team. Go ahead, Fred. You don't notice how every Raider position was on the flop list. You got, yeah. You got Jacobs. You got Adams. You got Mayer. Like, dude, they were terrible against Chicago. Absolutely terrible. Against one of the worst defenses in the league. It's big. It's a pride. It's just, that's what I say. You know, the NFL's funny that way. You expect this, you know, lopsided game and then just the right matchup and the right timing and all that just plays into it. Um, pretty crazy stuff. Yes, Justin. You're 100%, you're 100% right, Jason. This was the week where everything got flipped upside down. The Patriots beat the fucking Bills. You know, the fucking Vikings beat the 49ers. Like, what, what is going on here? There's like awesome. there's a ton of shit that just got flipped upside down, and I'm just like, any given Sunday, it's, it's really the, the mantra. Any given Sunday. Chicago smacked the Raiders. It really is. It really is. I know. I was really excited with that Patriots win. I was like, ooh. Miami wins, but then I was also like at the same time, if Miami loses, we still okay. We still number one AFC, so we still okay. We got to justify it in some way, right? All right, let's get on. We got waivers to pick up and fuck Freddie and the Jets. Yeah, and fuck the Jets. (laughs) All right, let's go. Waiver watch. All right, we'll go round said room. Uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. Give me a pickup this week on the waiver wire at the QB position that you're going to salivate and pick up this week. You already know. It is Gardner Minshew. It is Minshew Mania 2.0. Hop on board while you can. And listen, I know the man is probably going to get taken out later this year, but I'm still rocking Sam Howell in my lineups. I'm, I'm still all about that kid until he succumbs to his inevitable, you know, concussion syndrome or whatever it is that he gets beyond that offensive line. I think what's important to uh, our viewers now, the zero, as Justin mentioned earlier, <laughs> I was one or two earlier, um, to mention, though, is to look now that we're getting into like, you know, the middle of the season. Now you actually do want to start looking at people's schedules and start looking to the four. Like, you know, you know where you're at in your position. You know, you know, you can start looking, you know, okay, I'm going to be involved in these playoffs here. I need to start looking at some of these matchups. Start looking around. And if you need to, matchups. this is, uh, you know, one of those things. You're playing to win the entire thing. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So just make sure you point that out all right let's look at some running oh well just some other quarterbacks to mention kenny pickett um he's been getting on a little bit of a hot streak lately bryce young um and Derek carr just some of the qbs that might be out there but this week we had week begetting or whatever you want by again last week there are no buys this week so crazy enough you are good to go shouldn't be too much craziness going on um let's go to the running back position though we do have some injuries justin who you like uh when you pick up with the uh, running back spot uh, crazy enough. I think a lot of people are going to go, what? I don't think he's still out there. Daryl Henderson Jr. Uh, thing is, he wasn't taken in all your leagues because nobody thought he was going to be the guy until like the very last minute. Everybody was scrambling to figure out who was going to be the guy. So he might still be there. Go 
rock him because you got three more weeks, three good matchups against Seattle, the Packers, and then I can't remember the last team. But I remember thinking it was, oh, it was the Cowboys. Cowboys this week, of course. You know, the Cowboys that got ran over by Christian McCaffrey. They're going to be a great matchup this week for the Rams. Look out for Daryl Henderson Jr. on your waiver wire. Yeah, and again, you know, talking about opportunities, you know, you know the starter's out for at least Kyron Williams, at least out another three weeks, so you at least got a viable starter going forward. Um, Deonta Foreman, obviously, since he had the big game, obviously everybody's going to be slobbering over him if he happens to be out there. Kareem Hunt becomes an interesting name with Jerome Ford being hurt. Um, He actually had some good points this weekend, Um, so look for Kareem Hunt on the waiver wire. Chuba Hubbard, I'm not sure if he's probably been already, you know, that ship might have sailed already. Miles Sanders will be coming back here, but somebody you could pick up. Um, Zeke Elliott, he's actually been uh, a lot, been used a lot more in this offense. Um, I They utilize him quite frequently, actually. I saw in that Bills game. Um, so somebody to take a look at as well. Um, Mari DiMarcato as well. He looked like he seemed to get the fair share of stuff. Looked like Keontae Ingram um either got hurt something happened during that game because i didn't really see much of him um so demarcado might be the guy in arizona until connors comes back and Devin singletary while damon pierce continues to struggle he seems to got seem to be the guy they're utilizing so if you're hurting for a running back need somebody throwing your flex spot might be somebody to take a look at all right let's look at receivers uh this week fred i'll go to you give me a receiver you're picking up off the waiver wire um Funny enough, I picked up both the tops, Downs and Rice. I'm going to go with Rushy Rice. He's, he's actually starting to figure into the uh, Kansas City offense a little bit. When um, Kel- when it wasn't Kelsey catching the ball, he got a nice little touchdown in the back of the end zone. So I was super happy with him. I, I know he already mentioned about Minshew, that Downs might be taking over Pittman's job. Um, look, either one of those are going to get you points. Uh, those, those are the two I'm going to go with. Kevin Bourne um, is another guy to throw out there. Had a good week this week. Uh, I know Jaden Reed, he scored again. Um, we talked about him when we had our first little um, family fantasy feud. He was the most targeted in the red zone. I don't know where he was, but he was in that top five, um, and he got another target and got in the end zone this week. So um, somebody, again, if he's out there, pick up. And Elijah Moore seems to be um, getting utilized a little bit more in the Browns offense. And if Deshaun gets back, um, it could be a little bit more, but PJ Walker seemed to be looking for him a lot. Um, so might not be a bad deal either way. Um, Jordan, you got any tight ends you want to pick up this week? I mean, you could go back after Michael Mayer. Uh, good luck with that after this last week. I mean, it's you got to play matchups at this point, and uh, I don't think there's any secret sexy tight end out there, though. No, I mean, Don Kincaid, if the Don Kincaid owner in your league got frustrated and let him go, I would definitely pounce on that now with Dawson Knox being out um, for a couple weeks. They seem to utilize him quite frequently in this last game. So um, Trey McBride also, um, he definitely should be out there. And with Zach Ertz hurt, at least you have the starting tight end uh, for the Cardinals. I don't know how much he'll be utilized. We'll see. Um, Logan Thomas, you know, he's kind of been up and down and on the down streak. Taysom Hill, I know he's been on a little bit of hot streak lately. Jawan Johnson looked like he's coming back into the fold. Um, so I want to temper expectations with him, but he's also somebody to t- take a look at. This week, streaming defenses, Jaguars um, facing the Steelers who've been up and down. Falcons, I mentioned this defense, man. They have been playing well. 
They're playing Tennessee, who's been up and down offensively, so it could be a good matchup. Texas have been pretty decent, but they got a great matchup against the Panthers. And how do you not like the Giants D going against those sorry-ass Jets? I would pick that up all day long. All right, listen, it is it's Halloween week. We like to have a little bit of fun. Um, and I'm going to start out real slow this this year. But I'm Friday and Sunday. We're going to have lots of Halloween fun. But at least for this show, we're going to bring out our fun segment for the year. You got ghosted. If it'll play. You got ghosted. All righty. Well, you got ghosted this year if you selected Joe Burrow. He was drafted as the number five QB overall. He went very early for many, many owners. I, I know I was in quite a few drafts and a lot. I was a little surprised, quite frankly. Um, but he currently right now sits at your QB 26th. QB's ahead of Joe Burrow. Are you ready for this? Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield. Oh, guess what? This is a good one. Joshua Dobbs. Wow. But this is the one that really lets you know. Anthony Richardson, who hasn't, who's played two full games, is ahead of Joe Burrow on your fantasy points for the season. Guess what? Guess what? It don't look no better. Guy's got the 49ers, the Bills, and when it matters, he's got the Steelers, Chiefs, and the Browns. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but if you drafted Joe Burrow, you got ghosted. (laughs) All right, Mr. Jordan, what say you? Who ghosted you this year? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the wide receiver position and 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 going into the the drafts, everybody was so excited about Chris Olave. He was coming off as wide receiver 12 off the board, and, and in some leagues, he was you know popping in at the end of the first round. Uh he currently ranks as 27th in standard, tied for 19th in PPR with Cortland Sutton. Um, and on a points per game basis, he's 25th in PPR and 35th in standard. Behind guys like Romeo Dobbs, Tutu Atwell, Kendrick Bourne, and Josh Reynolds. Um, it would have been really easy for me to say a guy like Justin Jefferson here. It would have been pretty easy for me to say a Cooper Cup, right? But those guys were injured, and I knew to sit their asses and not play them in my starting lineups. And unfortunately, I keep having to trot Chris Olave out there week after week after week. In fact, the most action I've seen all season from Olave was the police report on Monday. So for anybody who drafted Chris Olave, I'm sorry. You got ghosted. All right, Justin, how about you? You got anyone, any spooky tale for everyone for Halloween this year? And you're I'm on actually mute. Gonna go with, I'm actually going to go with that aforementioned uh, role, the easy route, as Jordan says, because they were injured. But I'm going to say Austin Eckler. And I'm going to say Austin Eckler because, man, this guy has got 15 points in the past two games total, and that's full PPR. That's his game right there. 
This guy has been a staple for so long. For two years, he's been probably the most dominant fantasy player. And his season is just getting a little bit worse because now schedule is going to kind of get a little harder. The Chargers aren't looking as good on offense as they thought they were going to look with Kellen Moore coming over. And guess what? He got another injury, another ankle injury. So this is kind of feeding into maybe he's hitting that age. Maybe everything that aches is now becoming four weeks. So if you drafted Austin Eckler, you got ghosted. Fred, what scary tale do you like? Would you like to sow this night? You know, the, the tight end position is never really strong, but after the performance of Evan Ingram last year, everybody was super high on him. So he comes in this year through seven games with no touchdowns, 8.4 yards per catch, if that. And he has, and I'm looking again because I wanted to make sure he has never cracked more than 67 yards in any game this season. And you got uh, a good, pretty good quarterback back there. So trust me, if you picked Evan Ingram, you got ghosted. <laughs> Indeed, you got ghosted. All right, well, I appreciate your guys' uh, contribution to our "You Got Ghosted" segment. Um, we're gonna have some more Halloween fun later on this week. I'm gonna have some monsters to start and some other good stuff so don't worry stick around for the halloween fun we ain't done yet but get your dancing shoes on baby because it's time for the breakdown I don't know if that's a vision I ever want to see, but every every time you play that, I notice something different in the sure. video. Yeah. And this week, I noticed OJ just like the hell is Fred doing? Right you gotta think low. You're like, eh, eh, eh. We're gonna have. I said I think you should make a short on uh, like some dance moves. I think just I might break it down. I got you. I Fred's I like dance it. moves. I'm with it. I like it. I like it. All right. So for Thursday night, we got the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Buffalo Bills. 60 degrees is the weather. Slight chance of rain. Right now it's scheduled for winds to be 12 miles an hour. I would just check this game prior because uh, if that's the forecast now, obviously they change, um, but it may get worse. So definitely something to look out for. Bucks lead this series 8-4 to four overall. Last time they played was in 2021. The Bucks won in overtime, 33-27. to 27. The Bills are favored in this matchup by 8.5. The over-under is 42.5. Now, far as the fantasy implications, Bucks they are 12th against fantasy QBs, 8th against running backs, 20th against receivers, and they're 8th against tight ends. The Bills, numero dos against QBs, 22nd, however, against running backs, 11th versus receivers and tight ends. So, Justin, I'll go to you first on this one. Give me guys you like and don't like, and tell me who you like to win. Oh, man. So I am all about getting Josh Allen in this game. If you have him on your DFS, please start him, because Josh Allen's about to go nuclear. Every time he faces a loss, 
you can guarantee the next game he is going to go absolutely nuclear, which means start Stefan Diggs, put out Gabe Davis. I think this is a big Gabe Davis week. And then Dalton Kincaid, just roll the freaking dice with this kid. I mean, I liked what I saw last week. He put up 14 points. He's, you know, no Dawson Knox anymore. Loving it. Um, Buffalo Bills defense against Baker Mayfield. Baker's been surprisingly good this year, guys. I mean, he only had one interception last week against a pretty stout Falcons defense. I think the Bills are kind of finally feeling the weight of all the injuries that have happened. Maybe not the best pick for this week. I'd probably sit him, but I I have no uh, uh, nothing against people that would start them. Obviously, they're a top defense for a reason. And on then on the other side, I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as locks, and then everybody else is kind of like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I can do without the rest of it. I think Mike Evans is a lock, man. I don't know about Chris Godwin, man. I don't know what uh, him and Baker Baker don't seem to connect well. I don't know what it is with him and Mike Evans, but uh, I do think Mike Evans is definitely a lock. Jordan, who do you think? Give me guys you like and don't like, and I probably know your winner anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Justin said it well. I'm smashing everything on the Buffalo side of the ball. I think this is going to be a huge rebound game for uh, them. Um, and on the other side, I'm going with Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans with complete confidence. Um, I'm getting ready for Judge Jordan already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, go with uh, Mike Evans with complete confidence. But I'm kind of with Cooper here, man. If, if I can find something to throw into the lineup other than Chris Godwin, I'm doing it. Chances are you're not that deep at wide receiver, but if you are, I, I would explore options there. And Rashad White actually might be a sneaky play in this matchup with the Bills. The one thing that they're not good against is running the football, although the Bucs aren't very good at running it either. So it's not like, um, you know, expecting this gangbuster performance. However, they have been giving it up um, points-wise to the fantasy running back. So just somebody you might, might play at least in your flex spot if you've lost confidence in them. Fred, what do you think this week? Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than we that everybody realizes. They're both playing for something. Uh, the Bucks are a game behind the Falcons. They're three and three. The Falcons are four and three. It's a must-win game. Uh, like Jordan said, the Bills just took a loss. They usually play fairly good when they the, after right after they lose, and they have to keep up with Miami. Um, everybody's been really said uh, the receivers all the way, quarterback Josh Allen, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think game-wise. I just want to make sure that we all noted that Fred didn't say that the Bills have to keep up with the Jets, right? Everyone heard that. Everyone heard that, right? Who would they have well, to keep up with, right? You heard right. that, right? Okay, well, we're, you're done. We're I don't know nothing else about the fucking Jets. Them. We're already ahead. We beat them already. You're not ahead of nothing. So then they would have to catch up, right? All right, let's look at these picks. We're dressed, dressed up to a T here. And I got to love how, how white Greg... <laughs> Yeah, it's Freddy costume. <laughs> and look at look at Fre Freddy Potter. <laughs> Freddy Potter. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be a fun week, I promise you. But instead of the hammer, I got the knife out this week, right? So this is Halloween. <laughs> Let's get the knife out, stab them in. We all like the bills. I mean, I don't see the Bucks doing anything, but we talked about how the Bills have been struggling. Um, you know, the but, but like I said, the Bucks ain't really doing all that much either. So it is what it is, right? All right. Well, I appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. 
We, like I said, we got lots of Halloween fun coming up this week. So make sure you check us out on Friday. We'll break down all of week eight. We'll have some Halloween fun while we're at it as well. And then, of course, wake up with us on Sunday and we'll get all your latest and greatest picks yeah. in. And get in ice in with Greg all of our Greg, Greg, Greg's going to show up for the Halloween special. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. We And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Or excuse, yeah, on Thursday. Oh, and don't forget, we got Chancellor Chumps tomorrow night, too. We're going to do Bengals 49ers. So make sure you check Is that, that out. Yeah. Friday. 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 Sorry. My bad. Oh, my God. And you know what I also forgot to do? I'm so glad I didn't close the show yet. Mr. We forgot to get sophisticated. What was that? What am I doing here? You're a full tilt. Yo, yo, guys, guys, please don't mind Jason. He's still. (laughs) Welcome to Sophistication Station. Hello, and welcome into another stop on Sophistication Station. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. And this week, we have a few guys, just three this week, to talk about that you should be picking up off of your waiver wire. First up is Tank Dell of the Houston Texans. Uh, still somehow under 50% owned across ESPN leagues. Tank Dells will be coming back from injury. He should be able to return to be a solid option for this offense that is lacking a consistent run game. And with Nico Collins just also being a little inconsistent up and down, look for Tank Dell, the rookie, to continue to develop a relationship with CJ Stroud, who has been a nice surprise here in his rookie season. So I look for Tank Dell to be a solid flex play in the coming weeks, given his schedule. And then Dalton Kikade for the Buffalo Bills at tight end. He's somehow still owned in less than 40% of leagues. Kincaid could be a top five tight end down the stretch, given how easy his schedule is against the tight end position. Uh, of all the matches they have left, they're all plus or neutral matchups. So look for Dalton Kincaid to continue to have a big role in what is already a pretty decent offense. Stefan Diggs is seeming to be a little upset with Josh Allen again, so I look for Josh Allen to be spreading the ball around when he needs to, especially still nursing that injured shoulder. Dalton Kincaid will be involved. And then last but not least here, Kendrick Bourne of the New England Patriots. I know it's scary to play a New England Patriot on offense right now, uh, but they looked good getting the upset win over Buffalo this week. And in the past two weeks, Kendrick Bourne has been the only real consistent player uh, from the receiver standpoint for the Patriots. So I look for him to continue to get the targets from Mac Jones. However, sloppy or good those will be, he would be a bi-week flex kind of fill-in player for me. Nothing that I would be consistently um, excited about starting at a wide receiver one or two position. So look for Kendrick Bourne to have some role for you if you have a bye week and you're in a pinch. Uh, he should stay involved in that offense. Once again, I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard, and this was Sophistication Station. Stay classy, my friends. Hey, well, uh, Coop is muted. What were you saying before we cut to Mr. Mallard, Freddie? Oh, I was just saying that the reason, you know, Jason's all messed up right now. We know what happened over the weekend. He's just getting his mind right. Oh, who keeps doing that? I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, before we close tonight, I want to say two things. Actually, I want to say a couple things. But I totally forgot. First of all, to the city of Philadelphia, please do me a favor and 
fucking flatten out your goddamn sidewalks. Every time I go to Philadelphia, my feet are sore as hell. It happens every time I go. Tighten up. Number two, the whole thing about Philly fans being obnoxious is complete fucking myth. And I wish people would stop saying it. They were fun, engaging. I had a great time. I had some season ticket holders. Like at one point late in the game when they decide to go for it, this old guy turns around and he's doing this. He's like, you, you see that? That that's what Philadelphia is doing right now. Not <laughs> the big balls. I mean, it was great. I had a great time. the The fans were great. Few obnoxious people, but they're obnoxious people anywhere. Um, and I and I absolutely had a great time. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, all right. Well, once again, appreciate you guys. I already said when to check us out, and we're gonna get the hell out of here finally. We appreciate you, and we are out.